Tushar, uh, let's move on to discuss like how the industry has changed, you know, since since you started out. So, what have been the major, you know, events in the history of steel business, you know, over the last few decades? Maybe the top four or five, in your view. Yeah, the major change has been the control of steel industry. After independence, steel industry was controlled by government, both in respect of distribution as well as pricing. That right. means uh, they, they will decide the priority for distributing to whom, which segment, uh, whether industry, whether it is uh, agriculture, or whether it is uh, home buyers and all that. And mm -hmm. they also used to control the price at what price uh, the producers can sell yes. uh, was controlled by the government. As a result, there was not much investment from private sector during that control period. Because it was not very profit-making uh, business, mm -hmm. but in 1991 they decontrolled the steel industry, both pricing and distribution, right. which gave Philippi to the private sector to step in and start investing in steel sector. Steel. Thereafter, if you have seen the capacity addition in India, steel sector has grown rapidly. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, both uh, Jindal Group as well as uh, SR Steel Group, then Lloyd's Group. So there are many, uh, big, these are big, big, uh, big companies, but there are many small companies who invested in steel sector, not only in uh, final product, but also intermediary product like sponge iron, HBI, DRI, which goes into making steel. Right. So, the 1991 is the watershed year for steel industry in India. Right. And a lot of new investments are coming in now, and it's mm. growing. Right. Right. Um, that's in India. Um, you know, uh, if you look at uh, global picture of steel, uh, you know, have there been shifts in the you know the production side, supply chain, you know, yes, yes. Uh, reconfiguration of supply chain or industry consolidation. We know some, you know, we, we some of them hit the news and so on. So, can you throw some light on these things? You know, maybe the you know uh, these yeah. from from the from a global beyond years, India. Yeah, mm. last twenty years, the steel making has shifted to Asia from Europe and USA. Okay. At the turn of the century and most of the 20th century, the steel production hub for, mm. uh, for was in Europe and America, but right. it started shifting to third world countries in last 20-25 years, right. uh, led by Japan first and then Korea, and mm. then of course China took over. India also was uh, progressing steadily, but not mm. at a very fast rate like China did. Mm. But China is absolutely fantastic, and this mm. uh, steel industry is, I think, their main backbone of Chinese economy right now. Right. And on, on the other hand, Europe and US are stagnant as far as the steel capacity is concerned. They went in for consolidation, they went in for, because their major concern was environment pollution. We're still making is environmentally earlier technologies were environmentally polluting, mm -hmm. which uses a lot of coal, coal mining and uh, I don't know, mining. So right. they started as a long-term plan. They have started reducing uh, steel making and only producing whatever is required by them in high technology area. And right. that's how they're looking at steel industry. Right. But Asia, you know, the growth centers are China, India, Vietnam, 
-hmm. Indonesia, then uh, Iran, right to to some extent Middle East, right, and in Latin America, Brazil is one. Right. So, so you talked about old technology versus new technology. So, what are the new emerging technologies in the steel industry, and you know what have been the productivity improvements? You know, uh, you can you can also talk about uh, steel scrap uh, recycling and so on. But 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 the whole spectrum. You know, what are yeah, product, what aspects you have? Technology new? technology is uh, changing uh, very rapidly. Mm -hmm. uh, initially, last twenty twenty years back, they came out with a one uh, direct reduction of steel. Right. by eliminating an intermediate process of uh, producing fast semi-finished semi wood and then getting <clears> it reheated <throat> before it can be rolled. That right. reheating phase, which you used to consume a lot of energy and environmentally polluting, that was eliminated. Okay. That's called direct reduction of uh, semi, semis into finished woods. Right. Then they started measuring the uh, consumption of uh, the... Uh, the water consumption, how you can reduce water consumption per ton of steel, then mm -hmm. what is your uh, energy consumption per ton of steel. So those, and world uh, worldwide, there is a consensus about how to reduce those things through various small, small technological interventions. Okay. Third major thing was that they, they, especially Europe and America, they moved towards making environmentally friendly steel making through EAF route, okay. electric harness route, which uses scrap, which is a, uh, which can be recycled any any number of times. So the right. steel making process in uh, in US uh, uses almost sixty percent of scrap. They are not producing. Um, uh, steel so much through blast furnace route, okay. which uses okay. the virgin metal, which is again polluting. Right. Similarly, the case of Europe, mm. but India is uh, still uh, at the level of only 30%. China till last year was about 10%. But China has taken a big, big step in, uh, in constructing more EA furnaces. Last year, they they, they constructed about 135 million tons of EF uh, steel making capacity, which can use more of scrap, which right. is a recyclable and enough generation of scrap in China and India and Europe. So uh, that will be environmentally friendly. And now they are going for uh, using hydrogen in making steel, which will be zero polluting and the target set now is 2050 by which all steel making should uh, use hydrogen as a fuel which okay. will be zero emitting so right. zero carbon print they call it right so that's right. the new technology which is coming so 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 the, even the fuel so because it is electric arc furnace so electricity itself can also be a you know um, contributor uh, for and not being environmentally friendly uh, you know from the way it is generated so what you're saying is now they are moving to hydrogen fuel based electricity generation even electricity so, also more and more uh, re renewable energy capacity yeah. is coming through in most mm. of the country Mm. And uh, as per world, uh, as per WTO, India is the is in the forefront of adding more um, solar power uh, stations, power stations in right. the world right now. 
Right, right. So you you mentioned about China. So talk to us about how it has changed the global steel business. Give you know give us an overview because you know we, we it came up in couple of times in our discussion. So put it all together for us. You know I, I was looking at the stats and in two thousand five they had a deficit in steel. Then since then they have had surplus and you have talked about so many changes that they are making in technology in terms of capacity in terms of production and so on and so forth. So what changed? and uh, you know what are they doing um, from capacity no, they to have, they pollution have, they everything they are handling they are prioritized uh, steel as a as a uh, as a for, as a forefront uh, industry for in their manufacturing process mm. because they use lot of steel internally for their own infrastructure infrastructure absolutely uh, building as you know worldwide the consumption of steel in infrastructure is almost 60 to 65% Hmm. so hmm. first they wanted to create more steel capacity for for infrastructure upgradation within the country hmm. and then the next biggest industry is automobile right and third third one is the white goods sector so right. all these things china is the leading producer of steel uh, consumer of Con- steel yeah so exactly. that is why they created such huge capacity in steel making and so far so so much that they are now the largest producer by by a big distance and they supply some surplus quantity they supply to world but they have the capacity to disturb the world pricing right they start exporting lot of steel to the world which happened in 2016 the right. prices reduced by almost 50 to 60% because china started exporting a lot of steel Right. Uh, by and it disturbed the world steel trade and world steel industry all became negative because of the exports from china so china holds the power to disturb and uh, guide and uh, determine the steel trade worldwide but nowadays right. of course lot of um, um, anti dumping duties have been imposed against china chinese imports in mm. various countries to safeguard mm. their domestic industry right so you know i was looking at uh, you know uh, india's import of steel you know mm-hmm. uh, 2019 20 and i came across these nations as sources i came across names like vietnam uae italy nepal bangladesh and of course china so i was surprised to see some of these you know of these countries in that list what is going on and what should we all know uh, you know which no, is happening nepal in that nepal is a small country and they have some rolling uh, rolling mills they don't produce virgin uh, metal like steel but they take steel uh, semi product and they roll it into finished product and because of the tariffless trade between india and uh, nepal india so, allows some small imports of steel yeah, the so talk about vietnam and you know vietnam bangladesh and uae emerging steel uh, steel producer mostly in the rerolling sector like cold coal cr coil galvanized color coated these are the main items of production in vietnam and okay. they are surplus they are exporting to various countries usa and europe as well as small quantity to india and southeast asia so okay. they are the emerging uh, uh, steel power in after china japan and korea in southeast asia okay then you have main importers um, importing country in india is japan and korea and china these are the three major importers and small uh, some specialty steel from europe mm-hmm. 
but small small quantities keep on coming even from iran also keeps on coming right right so that right. you cannot avoid because it's a free trade it, it's uh, in open general license so anybody can import any quantity right so what are the changes that are taking place at the consumption end of the you know steel business that will have an impact on the you know on the industry india rest of the world biggest uh, after covid is the infra- investment thrust in infrastructure so okay. even last year when china chinese economy improved mm-hmm. both through fiscal policy measures and monetary policy measures china gave a big thrust for investment in infrastructure right. that led to growth in steel consumption and production mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. similar models are being now followed by india and mm-hmm. also some countries in europe expected in us also in brazil mm-hmm. also big economies because that is where the it will give a boost not only for steel consumption to associated industries also who are involved in infrastructure construction so that is what will happen and there will be i expect in next four five years there will be a boom in infrastructure construction okay that will give boost second is that you, as you know in india automobile sector is now started looking up Mm. there are two things happened uh, during last 2 3 years in automobile sector one is the change to bs6 norm in india in 2018 and 19 uh, april Ma- march 2020 was the last uh, month uh, for changing over from bs4 to bs6 so every automobile industry had to invest a lot mm. and stop production temporarily so there was a fall in uh, production and consumption of automobile but now that phase is over then covid phase is also over so there is a lot of pending demand for bent mm-hmm. uh, pent up demand for automobile and mm. people have started as you know uh, due to, because of covid 19 they are avoiding public transport so a lot right. of people are buying personal transport okay second thing is that india had imposed certain restrictions they 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 changed the policy regarding mm. the axle load of uh, commercial carriers like trucks mm. uh, by adding by giving the existing uh, trucks 25% more load to carry that mm-hmm. is to avoid overloading right so that also is now over that impact of that so commercial vehicle business also will grow now people will mm-hmm. now buy more trucks now because old trucks are to be phased out is become right. very old so right. these are the things which is which is now boosting automobile demand which is a major consumer of steel so right. infrastructure and automobile 65% in india infrastructure 12% in automobile that takes care of 77% percent okay so that's so a, white goods uh, household is all much, yes. much less and this make in india uh, has helped uh, this white goods sector to invest start investing now right i'm told i read a recent report that they have increased they are in the process of increasing their capacity of production by 50% not only for indian market but for making india as a export hub of white goods and mobile right 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 <clears throat> so so that all all of these things are contributing to they are contributing right 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 and 
globally also they say these will be the sectors which will drive the infrastructure will lead the and automotive will steal and right. automobile automobile is looking up uh, everywhere now even europe and us hmm. and china so, of course so talking of you know infrastructure and southeast asia you know a couple of years ago you know i was talking to the a former president of nat steel here in singapore and and uh, he talked about and he showed and uh, mm. uh, you know the now how nat steel prefabricated uh, reinforcement cages right pre cages as they are called um, is a prefabrication solution that is raising the productivity in construction industry and he spoke at length about it and then how they work with architects and uh, you know project managers to precisely you know uh, calculate everything and uh, you know with 3d uh, etc uh, you know designs and so on and so forth so my question was are there such things being you know made and adopted in 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 india so in the factory itself they do these pre cages just bring it to the place and then just uh, you know help in construction uh, i know you talked about like you know low use of steel and now it is increasing so i just wanted to know are we into the next uh, phase like this yeah there there is now a lot of effort uh, in india to india is not a very big consumer of steel uh, as a percentage in the building and infrastructure mm -hmm. the steel to cement ratio still hovers around 43% in a infrastructure and building project but right. as i said it goes up to 90% in some of the advanced countries right and the benefits of uh, intensive steel usage in infrastructure and building uh, construction has been now uh, made a, uh, been has been understood by the the infrastructure builders mm -hmm. and they are now trying to use more and more steel uh, in the infrastructure sector which allows for a faster construction Absolutely. because as you know it has been bane of indian infrastructure the time taken to complete a project which can be Absolutely. anywhere between 5 to 10 years yeah. and that locks up a lot of productive capital working capital you know among other things and uh, the manpower because after all the manpower skill manpower availability is limited the the capital Correct. is limited so you must uh, the turnaround of these two things has to be faster absolutely and second thing they have also understood but that it is it is safer and faster and easier to use more steel mm -hmm. uh, in in construction the what was lacking was the sizes that has required because in you know infrastructure building uh, or uh, ports and bridges uh, you need lot of structures variety of sizes you know that right, was right. not being produced locally right right so i and it was difficult to because in in a building let's say you may need some 100 120 different sizes depending on the load factor and and the span of the uh, span of the columns and all that so right. that was not being produced but fortunately in last 5 years three to four new mega mills have come which is now capable of producing those sizes that was one okay. innovating factor second innovating factor was the lack of designers who can uh, who can design mm. uh, who has the knowledge and expertise in design steel intensive structures mm, 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 big mm. structures so india was lacking that because they never they never did that so slowly they are acquiring but still there is a there is a gap in that 
So a lot of big projects are able to rope in international designers and consultants, right. uh, structural engineers to design okay. such structures. That was the second uh, aspect of it. Mm. Third aspect of it is the environmental concern. Mm. The cement projects where cement is used more, in more. The, is, is the, the, uh, the generation of uh, waste material is very high. Okay. Whereas if you use prefabricated structure, which is prefabricated in a, in a, in a factory right. and uh, transported, yeah. transported yeah. to the site of the project, mm. there is no wastage at all. So the wastage, right. it has been estimated that wastage can come down to 70% uh, reduction in wastage at the, okay. uh, at the project site. Right. The fourth is the manpower. The manpower required meant also goes down by 72% if you are using prefabricated structure. You just go and weld it. That's all. Yeah, exactly. In fact, uh, that's what in, for, for, for Singapore, it was very important that, uh, yes. you know, they don't have to use so much manpower at the construction sites. And then, then they needed space outside of the construction site to bend it, do this, do that, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So, so precision prefabrication of the, of the steel rods and key to pre cages and so on and so forth, help them, uh, help them a lot. And waste, you're right. Absolutely. Wastages, uh, you know, uh, they Exactly, right? We used to see those uh, small steel rods lying around and things like that. Mm -hmm. Now you don't find one, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Then fifth can be said that it, it is faster. Absolutely. If your project takes five, five years uh, when you have uh, cement intensive construction, here it can be done within one year. Cement. Oh yeah, in Singapore, they've, they've cut down like much, uh, a lot. No, it's much faster. Yeah. much faster. So, so your working capital and manpower um, um, uh, is released much faster for other projects. You right. can execute more projects. Yes. Right. So these you are the major benefits. Wonderful. So you spoke about you know the automotive sector uh, you know a little bit earlier. So you know can you tell us what about the competition between steel and aluminium in the automotive sector? So so who is winning and uh, you know do you feel steel can ward off the threat from aluminium? Because we we read a lot about that in you know at least outside of India. It's in not a very yeah. big uh, big uh, issue right now in the overall consumption uh, pattern of steel. Yes, some engine components are being uh, fabricated and um, aluminum composite uh, metal. It's not pure aluminum, it's mm. alloy, you can say alloy aluminum, but right. they are very small percentage of usage in a, in a car. So it's not- Is that really... only for India or for other countries also? Worldwide, they are using it to lighten the weight of the vehicle. Car, yeah. The car. And that also and reduces energy usage. Energy in usage, but um, mm. it's not a very big component of steel usage. Mm -hmm. okay. So it's not really a threat. Threat for okay. so far. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what are we're talking of other materials from which uh, steel can face competition? Uh, you know, engineered plastics. What else? What else do you see? Uh, uh, no, threat the coming strength. From? What is the best uh, thing about steel is the strength it, it gives to the structure. Mm. That uh, has not been possible anywhere in by any other material to give that much strength mm. uh, to everything and it, it remains um, active the strength does not reduce over over time mm. 
even if the 20, the structure is 20 year old the automobile is 20 year old the strength on the really remains the same so mm-hmm. that is the biggest advantage mm-hmm. so not much uh, steel has been um, um, replacing wood if you see one yes. 100 year back Yes, so actually, the nasty lady talked about that that the the doors being you know yeah. uh, steel doors instead of yeah. wooden doors. But so st- uh, for example, uh, now that you are reminding door and windows earlier, if you there is a proliferation of aluminium doors and windows in the buildings. Absolutely. But for your information, last few years, two three years in India, steel doors are replacing aluminium doors Absolutely. because they have found. that the shape and the light weight uh, of aluminum is not able to hold the rigors of wind at a high rise building okay. and the, it gets uh, destroyed, destroyed or uh, it falls down or it become and because it lacks the strength uh, the functioning of the doors and windows are not as per, as required <clears throat> so they are now replacing with steel door steel panels so that's that's interesting so so are there other such thing that we you know um, applications where you are now seeing steel uh, you know challenging um, traditional materials other uh, uses you use yeah, construction that i said construction more and more steel is being used defense and space okay Yeah. and you talked about railway uh, railway railway wagons like... rail lines sel uh, has been the only producer of rail lines in india india and mm-hmm. i when i was in international trade i i booked one uh, uh, one very big order with iranian railways that was the biggest single order i i procured for sel in its history 700 wow. million dollars one one contract for iran okay. rail supply okay. of 1 lakh tons of rails wow So India is a good producer of rails. And world. when was that? And when did we complete? That was the... in 2015. Yeah. And yes. we have completed the contract. Uh, I think they. Yeah, it must be. It was. It must have been for a few years, right? Yeah. It's a huge. They have to give money also, even though they booked the order. Yeah. So so how we you know with all the US restrictions. We gave some. Uh, government of India gave some uh, soft loan. loan for that. Soft yeah. loan for that, right? Okay. Okay. And. Um, Uh, other such uh, interesting uh, experiences you had when your international trade uh, side uh, on yeah, behalf I of sale yeah i was first to ex- start exporting hr coil to southeast asia mm-hmm. uh, that was in uh, early 90s uh, from okay. sale okay. first time and the semi billet as you call it mm. that was also exported Mm. and it was it was very thrilling for me experience first time export of these items from sale because right. export gives you that international image of being a being a quality producer quality producer absolutely so so every company wants to be in the export market to retain that image not only with the consumers but with the bankers and financiers also because every company raises global finance at some mm. point of time mm. and uh, all round development and marketing of steel in a, in every segment gives them the that age you know being known as a good and reliable long term absolutely yeah. absolutely now, you know now that you are not in sale can you answer this question uh, you know should uh, sale have 
gone on some acquisitions uh, overseas earlier or now? They, did did they miss the bus? Uh, should they have just stuck to home? Uh, like what they oh, have done? Oh, see, there mostly? are certain certain uh, limitations being a public sector unit. Absolutely, so, yeah. They do not uh, go for merger and acquisition as a as a as a as a part of their functions Business unless strategy. government wants them to do that. Correct. And government uh, has not been encouraging mergers and acquisition, uh, but they do merge between two PSUs. Hey, I get that, uh, Tushar. My question is: Now yeah. that you are outside, can you say whether they should have done this some time back or they should? Follow that route. I get it that the government has to step in. They should. Uh, they, they can do, do you that. You think that they should do that? Do you think they should do that? Should, should that Why be not? part of their strategy? That's my Why, question. Why Gro- not? Growth. Uh, brownfield expansion should be a logical next step for any organization. Mm-hmm. Once you have consolidated and you are making profit, you should go for new and newer acquisition, mm-hmm. profitable assets anywhere, either in India or abroad. They should think. They should consider that. So, which but could be the have, geographies they have, where they should uh, look at? Which should be the geographies that they can look at? They should look at strategically in Europe uh, because that will give them some insight into patented technologies for improved steel making. Okay. And okay. there are certain assets available in Europe because slowly hmm. they are now reducing their steel. Uh, not so you're recommending this despite whatever you know, Cora Steel, Tata Steel story. You you know you still recommend yeah, that uh, yeah, you, you know it's it's worth looking at European and in Southeast Asia also. And in Southeast Asia, Southeast okay. Asia, as I told you earlier, that it is one of the largest importing region regions of steel. Absolutely. So there are scope for setting up uh, steel plants, mm-hmm. which is now China is starting to do. So Absolutely. India can also do. Like right. Indonesia, Malaysia, Vietnam, they don't produce uh, steel. They they are mm-hmm. basically re-rolling industries, but right. they import HR coil and semis, billet and blooms. Or oh, whatever they have been producing is is yeah. limited scope, right? So the entire Southeast Asia is deficient in steel production. So there mm-hmm. is good scope for investing there. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for joining us in yet another episode of Move Conversations. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to the Move Conversations YouTube channel and press the bell icon to get notifications of new episodes. Thank you very much. Till I see you in the next episode. Thank you very much. Have a great day.